Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thursday countdown of the weekend, having some fun talking about the Saints. Now we're joined by Ali Cosell, editor-in-chief of the Bird Ride, to get an update on the Pelicans. How you doing, Ali? Good morning, Tommy. Things are good. How about yourself? I'm well. Things are great. Somebody texted in and said they went to the game on when, uh, last night. Looked great. The atmosphere for Wednesday night was great. Thoughts? Yeah, look, it starts with having the Pelicans set a new franchise record of 25 made three-pointers. Suddenly, like, like they've really shown over the last month and a half or so, they're a really good shooting outside team. That's something we rarely ever talked about and said before about any of these additions of the teams here in New Orleans. So suddenly not only do you have a great defense, but the offense is really rounding into form. Now you don't have to just rely on Zion, Brandon, really pounding the paint and scoring inside because now you've got that option on the outside. So it's becoming such a well-rounded team that you're wondering just how good can they be, right? They're fifth in the standings now. And they seem to keep on creeping up higher and higher. Let's talk about that three-point shooting because it seems to be a lot better than it was last year, and I'm just wondering why. Well, the main thing is improvement, right? The young guys have just all improved across the board. Trey Murphy's healthy, so that, of course, he might be the Pelicans' best three-point shooter. But C.J. McCollum, in his 11th year, shooting at the best clip of his career, he's he's closing down 50% from three-point range. So, while some of these numbers may be a little unsustainable, I think you have to have a lot of belief that this team can honestly shoot really well, right? Because you've added Jordan Hawkins, a rookie, and he, whenever he gets playing time, Tommy, he, he really just shows up and gives the Pelicans really that perimeter threat. And Herb Jones, he's improved. Brandon Ingram, when he wants to shoot threes, he can. So pretty much anybody named, not named Zion, they can make the three when they're open. And some of these guys can make it whether they've got two guys on them or not. So it's definitely a difference than past years. Speaking of Zion, and, and I hate to even say this, but I realize rationally nothing I say here has anything to do with what happens on the court. But you talked about how good, how good could the team be. And so far, Zion's avoided injury for any extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of dog is it? That is a German Shepherd barking at me because I'm walking with my two guys down the street. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, we'll keep everybody safe. What, what about Zion? What have you seen from the first half of the season? And any concerns about, I mean, you never know. I understand injuries can happen at any time, but any, any signs that he would be a lot more durable this season? Well, it, it, it's looking promising. So knock on wood, of course. But He's conditioning through the season so far is improving while we're going along, mm-hmm. right? He had that bad showing in Las Vegas where he clearly looked like somebody that didn't have much stamina. 
to, to where he is now six weeks later in probably the best shape of uh, this season so far. And, and the biggest improvement, I think, is the Pelicans have really found something that's working. So they've tried to avoid playing him in back-to-backs. Um, he's probably played in maybe two of the seven or so they've had so far this season. And, and it's just this routine, right? At the start of the year, he wasn't practicing maybe as much or playing as much. But now that he's gotten into better shape, all those arrows are trending upwards. So obviously there's a good maintenance plan. And I think the biggest key, though, is Zion, he's actually really taking all of this seriously. I know in years past we've seen some explosive, you know, glimpses of his play, but I don't think he took his conditioning to heart as, he, as much as he is now. And that's probably the biggest key, right? If you take care of yourself, you eat the better foods and, and across the board, your body is going to acknowledge that, and of course, and stay healthier. So fingers crossed we're halfway through the season. But you're right, he's missed eight games. I believe half of those have just simply been precautionary, right? So no injuries really to speak of other than some bruises. Never been in that position, never will, but I get the feeling that maybe you're a young guy, you know, you're 18 years old, barely a grown man, and, and you get not well physically fully grown, but but you get a lot of money thrown at you, and then maybe after a while you realize it's about legacy, it's about a rare gift that you've been given, and it's about where do you want to be when your career is over, right? Maybe? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, Tommy, look, most players, they don't really have to be mindful of what they eat, right? Because they expend so much energy. You've got that youthful metabolism, which usually carries you in your 30s. Zion wasn't blessed with that. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was blessed with a body that, wow, powerful and unique and one of the most athletic we've ever seen for that frame. Unfortunately, the food that he eats does process not as well, right? right? So he has to be a lot more mindful than the normal, you know, 23-year-old. So that's, that's got to be tough, right? I remember when I was 23, I, I didn't care what I ate. And, of course, nothing ever showed up when you looked in the mirror. But for him, it does. Let's talk about the trade deadline coming up February 8th. They traded Kyra Lewis Jr., second-round pick, in a trade with Indiana and Toronto. They get they opened up a roster spot. They got the salary off the books. So mm-hmm. what do you make of that move? Do you expect them to make any more as the NBA trade talks heat up? Was that about keeping flexibility ahead of that? Was it all about money? Analyze that for me, if you will, Ollie. Well, the Kyra Lewis trade was obviously he's not going to play here. He was probably the 11th or 12th guy on the roster, so. He's in the last year of his rookie deal. They wanted to move him simply to give him an opportunity and, of course, take that money off the books. Mm-hmm. Pelicans were $2.9 million into the luxury tax, and they've never paid the luxury tax before. But the issue wasn't so much as dodging the tax at all costs necessary. Why keep a player that's not going to be helping you on the roster when it's also going to cost you there's, there's these payments that come at the end of the year? The teams that pay a luxury tax, it all gets put in a pot, and it gets divvied up amongst all the teams that don't pay right the luxury tax so Pelicans would have lost out on that 14 or so million as well so just from a fiscal sense it just made all the sense in the world just to move on from that player and now as you mentioned now there's actually a little bit of space so if you want to say say sign Matt Ryan to a full contract and I boy I hope the Pelicans do he's proven to be a heck of a shooter or maybe you can add somebody else at, at the minimum price but as far as a deal 
I think that's probably not going to happen, but you never know. David Griffin always has a couple of targets every season, every offseason that he wants to trade for or land and acquire. And I've got a feeling he's got a couple of them, but as far as how that deal may happen, I don't know. Look, the Pelicans need a new center, right? Jonas Valanciunas is the last year of his deal, and they, they want somebody that's a little bit more spry, right? A little bit more of that modern center that pick and rolls and defends the rim better. But if they can get that guy before the trade deadline, they'll make that move. But if they can't, then they'll just continue waiting. And I have a feeling that's what is going to happen. Usually there's a million trade talks, Tommy, but probably 1% to 2% of them ever, ever come to fruition. Jordan Hawkins, a rookie, looking very impressive. 34 against Dallas on Saturday, 21 points last night. Talk about him, if you will, Ollie. Oh, I'm telling you, he does not look like a rookie every time you watch him. And the strides he's made since, you know, we first saw him in Las Vegas have been immense. He looked like a player that honestly was going to spend a lot of time in the G League back in July. But now he, he, he's added some strength, some weight. His understanding has vastly improved. And now his talents are shining. Right, he, he can elevate, and, and I hate to use a comparison because it's a high lofty one, but he looks a lot like Ray Allen. Both went to Connecticut, both really moved off the ball really well to where, you know, when they got themselves open and they would shoot it immediately, right? He's got that kind of awareness and instincts and, and a shot that's almost unblockable. Really, like I said, reminiscent of Ray Allen when he first entered the league. So the sky's the limit for this kid, and he's not afraid. That's probably the best thing. Most rookies have a little bit of self-doubt, and a lot of questions. Jordan doesn't. He just lets it fly. So if he's open by just a couple inches, Tommy, the shot's going to go up, and I bet you it might go in. All right, fifth in the NBA West, um, February 18th, All-Star game. you got the trade line deadline coming up on February 8th. Is that about where you figured they'd be, Ollie? Yeah, we thought if this team could stay healthy, they were going to get into the playoff and probably not have to go through the play-in tournament. So a top-six finish. That's going to be the key, right? Can Brandon, Zion, and CJ largely stay healthy, right? Avoid missing games. But you feel a little bit more confident last year to where if, say, a guy does miss some because, you know, whatever injury may creep up, that this team might be fine. Because, like I said, there's been a lot of improvement with the young guys where they can probably cover a missing big key piece for at least several weeks. So, like I said, you feel really good about their chances of probably finishing, well, with the best regular season we've seen since, Maybe, you know, that Chris Paul, Tyson Chandler team that should have gone to the Western Conference Finals. Wow. Thank you, Ollie. Appreciate your time as always, man. Have a good walk with Absolutely. the dogs. Thanks, Tommy. You bet. Ollie Cosell, editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights. We'll take a break. Don Dubuque's in for Newell Norman, 954, 6 till 10. We'll find out what he's got planned when we come back on WWL. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.